Now, Dave Kaufman hosts The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman, but also Jay Farrar. The Kaufman Show, only on TSN 690. Welcome back. It's the calm before the storm. The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Tomorrow is D-Day, the day we've all been dreading, the day we've all been waiting for, the announcement of the roster. (laughs) The master list. Jay Farrar, you're laughing already. I'm already laughing, and I'm glad to be back. Good. It's it's been too long. Hasn't yes, it? it has. And somewhere in a car heading home, Eric Thomas is swearing to himself right now. <laughs> as Florida State has just scored a touchdown against Auburn with 4:31 left in the fourth quarter. Score is about to be 27-24, barring a, an extra point flub. Uh, four and a half minutes left in the uh, Vizio BCS National Championship. What is Vizio, Jay? Vizio cell phone. I'm, it's, it's just, it's got to be. It's a guy it? I used to place bets with, I think. Vizio. Yeah, you know Vizio. Yeah, he lays the vig. It's yeah, Vizio. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, Vizio, what's the spread tonight on the Auburn game? Vizio, the spread was Auburn plus nine and a half at closing time. It, it opened at Florida State minus ten and a half. So right now Auburn looks like they're going to cover and Vizio is going to be all right. Yes, Jimmy. 
Vizio is an American privately held producer of consumer electronics based in Irvine, California. Sure right. he is. Right. Sure he is. <laughs> we know what Vizio is. Vizio's made a lot of money since he was yeah, taking yeah. your bets, Jay. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> he now owns yeah. the largest. <laughs> Vizio, the, wherever that building is located, it's going to get a Molotov cocktail in it one day. Irvine, we know, Irvine. We know, we know what you're up to, Vizio. <laughs> well, it's going to be a great finish, and uh, I have a feeling you'll be hearing Jay and I do a lot of oohs and ahs over the next uh, 20 minutes as this game unfolds on the TVs Ooh. in front of us. <laughs> ah. But, um, you know, I would say we, we would put it on for you, but I don't think we have it. Do we don't. Mean, no. I don't know. I don't think we have it. So, no, and uh, we don't want to get in trouble. And, and, and exactly, <laughs> yeah. we don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> and frankly, we give so much that, that you're going to be stuck with us for the next right. little while. But you could put it on your television and mute it because that's what we're doing and misery loves company. And it's a fantastic game. It's, it looks really entertaining. Just loads and loads of great football being played. This all whole weekend was yeah. spectacular. Yeah. That Colts uh, uh, KC game yes. was one of the craziest things. I, and I watched the Frank Wright game. Yes. I remember the Frank Wright game yes. 20 odd years ago. Yes. This had visions of that. It was it was a 28-point comeback versus a 32-point comeback. And he never got over it. He started designing buildings. Frank Reich? That. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Lloyd Reich? Uh, yeah. Wasn't that him? <laughs> Wow, Jay's on fire tonight. Yeah. Frank Reich is actually the quarterback's coach for Philip Rivers in the San Diego I Chargers. I remember Frank Reich. Yeah. Well, Did he play with Buffalo? That was the huge comeback Okay, game. that was it. Was it Buffalo yeah. against Houston. <laughs> Woo! It's in, been a long night. In a, I believe it was a wild card game, right. wild card playoff game as well. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember the exact score, but they were down 32 points and came back and won the game. Mm. And Frank Reich was the backup quarterback at the time. That's right. So miracles do happen. They do. Just ask Colts fans and, and Andrew Luck fans. Guy threw four picks and still came away with the win. Yeah, and it's funny. And Kansas City is usually they're known to have a bad defense when they're not at home. But, uh, you know, you can't score 44 points and lose a game. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so terrible. But but what 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 can you say? It was a classic for the ages. It was beautiful. Yeah, and then it was New a beautiful game of football. And New Orleans goes into Just as good. Philadelphia <laughs> yeah. that night and yeah. wins their first road playoff game ever. Yeah. It was incredible, incredible showmanship all weekend long. The only game that wasn't that exciting was Bengals, mm -hmm. uh, the Bengals and the Chargers. And, and that's only the one I didn't watch. The score wasn't close. Other right. than that, it was an upset. Yeah. Nobody saw the Bengals winning. No. But it turns out that the Super Bowl winners the last three years have all opened their season at the Eagles. And the Chargers opened their Makes season sense. this year at the Eagles. <laughs> it sets you off on the right foot. It does. I'm uh, happy to be back. It's been too long. It's been... Uh, Oh, God, it feels like almost a month. Has it? No, no, it's been three weeks. Close, no, we, that's we almost missed, a month. Is it? I don't know. You're right, it's three weeks. I, I don't have my little converter on, my, my little app, my month-to-week converter. We managed to escape all of the uh, the World Juniors madness. Yes. Which yeah. I'm okay with. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not... I'm not I was into that tournament when I was a kid. I loved that tournament when I was a kid. I think it's an overhyped tournament. Of course it is. Nobody else we're, in the world cares about it. We're the only ones in the world that care about it, if we do. Which, you know, I mean, it's good hockey, and it's fun to watch. And, you know, I, I give it its props. But in, in no way is it the end of the world if Canada doesn't medal. Sorry. But I know, I know everybody thinks it is, but it's not the end of the world. You know, if only there was a tournament. And get used to it, by the way. If only there was a tournament coming up in like a month or so that could allow Canada to redeem itself on the world stage. In yeah, hockey. yeah. If only. Yeah, and not limited 
in 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 what we can use as resources. Well, as we'll players. see about that tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Jay. We'll see. We'll see about that tomorrow. We'll see if I become a Switzerland fan tomorrow. We'll I think see. Uh, I think if your buddy Vizio was laying bets on if uh, PK Subban gets picked right now, yes, the odds would probably be around minus five hundred. I think the odds are it's a pretty locky bet. It's look- PK Subban's going to make the Olympic team. It's looking good. It's looking good, if only because of the uproar, which might ensue if he's not picked. I don't think Steve Eisenman cares about the uproar. No, I don't think he does either. And and you know what? And if and if P.K. Subban, and I'm telling you, if P.K. Subban is not picked, tell us why. At least tell us. You owe it to the people of really? this country well, to tell us why you didn't pick P.K. Subban. I'll tell and don't you say what, something stupid like that he can't spell intense. No, you're wrong. It's not going to, well, not that you're wrong. It's never going to happen, especially in light of what happened with the U.S. team and mm-hmm. trying to rationalize players that didn't make that team. Right. That ensured that that will never happen again. No, but I, but I, when I say tell us why, not just give us an excuse. I'm I'm like tell us the real reason why, because we'll all know why. And I'm not playing a race card here, but if anybody knows, they'll know why. <laughs> but I'm not going to say anything now. We'll no, save no, it for no, next no, no. week. Let's wait. Let's wait till next we'll, Monday. We'll exactly. because you know I don't want to go out anybody. But you know, let's just say that. Hashtag go Switzerland will be used by me if there's no PK Subban on Team Canada. Bruce Arthur tweeted earlier, remember, Canada can bring eight defensemen and dress seven. So Subban is probably on the team to which I responded. So after tomorrow, this all turns into a will they dress PK debate. Great reply. It's How great much fun is that absolutely be? right. Yeah. Will they play PK? So uh, the debate will not end tomorrow. I'm telling you one thing. If he comes in as a seventh or eighth defenseman, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be exactly like when Curtis Joseph was the number one goalie in uh, 2002. Yeah. And they said, oh, yeah, you know that guy Marty Berdur that's sitting on the bench? Maybe we should use him. I can't and then he'll just the, take over the tournament. I can't remember the game, but there was there was a game where, where Cujo didn't shine. He got lit up. And that's it. He got lit up for, for six goals against Sweden or something like that. And it was in the second round, Robin. He played two games. Marty Berdur came in, saved the day, gold medal. Who gets that first opportunity in, uh, in Sochi? Will it be Price or Luongo? This is, I think, is an even bigger question I than think the so PK too. question. I think so, too. I saw a tweet earlier from, uh, I think, a, a pretty reputable news organization mm-hmm. saying, "What's ha- what happens to Canada if Luongo is injured? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, oh, he goes from he's slotted from the two to the three. Well, there's other guys they can go to. You of know, there's Corey there Crawford, are. there's Braden Holtby, there's guys that they could, that are down the list, but be, maybe because of where they play. Of so, course. I mean, in Canada, we know Roberto Luongo and we know Kerry Price. But there are guys named Holtby and Crawford who are pretty good as well. Well, Crawford uh, has the silverware to prove it. That's right. Uh, Holtby would be a tougher sell. Yeah. If, uh, I mean, it would be a, a Mr. Burns, nine separate accidents, nine coincidences before right. Braden Holtby became the starting goaltender but in Sochi. In the, but in the end, and I saw an article about how the Swedes are going to win this whole thing, which, you know, I can't really argue with. They, legitimate very, pick. Why not? It's a legitimate pick. But one of the reasons for this argument was Canada's weak goaltending. Now, come on. That's well. Come on, you put. You, let's say your. Trio, I don't know who said it, but sometimes you have to consider the source, Jay. Yeah, I know, but I mean, if your trio is Hopi, Crawford, for argument's sake, and and Price, well, who who in the whole tournament has a better goaltending tandem than that? Tell me, you know. Anyway, well, and that's the. I mean, the, U, the U.S. has very solid goaltending. Yes, they do. Yeah, they have a very solid team overall. I was looking at the names coming up when they were naming the roster, and I was like, wow. Yeah, wow. I love the way they did it after the Winter Classic, and, and I'm happy we 
transition to that briefly because what a spectacle that was. Yeah, st- strategically, that wasn't the best way to, to I mean, a week before everybody else announces their team. <laughs> I don't think it's a very, in, the, in a chess match, I don't think that really works out. I like the, uh, the filing out of the half-empty stadium and they bring out like 22 kids and the three NHLers that are there. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about that, and I know tomorrow's probably going to be something similar with a bunch of little kids wearing yeah, the jersey. Sure. I don't not? think it works. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. Thank oh, you. Thank you. I'm validated. Of course, you know that I'm not going to like that. <laughs> children? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> children. <laughs> Let's go to the phones, yes. Jay. This Already? is the Kaufman Show. Wow. Yeah, we've got Brian and NDG, right. uh, 514-790-1690 if you want to join in. Hello, Brian. Are they going to get that field goal to tie it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've been we're trying, keeping an eye on we're, it. We're keeping an eye. I've been trying to pay attention to the show. To be honest with you, how you doing? Not bad. It's been a great game. Um, I, I, you know, I just wanted to uh, comment about uh, be six halves going associate. That's pretty good. It is pretty good. Uh, I don't know if yep. it's good for the Canadians when the Olympics oh, oh, are over. Score the touchdown! <laughs> <laughs> there it is. So, no, he's not going to get a field goal. And I'll, I'll tell you, Brian and NDG, your feed is like three seconds ahead of ours. Yeah, he it was only at the twenty on on my TV. Yeah. No, when you said that. no spoilers, Brian. <laughs> and, and a minute nineteen left. Well, it looks like a, one of the. It's been a great game. Fantastic, I, fantastic football game. I just wanted to say I'm I'm proud of the Habs. They got six guys there. PK's going to be in there. He's uh, everybody's got him on their list now. At least uh, as uh, as one of the you know one as of the, the guys. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll be listening. Thank you, Brian. And I'll stick to my point there. I don't know if how good it is for the Montreal Canadiens. I think it's good. The you more do. hockey, the more high-level hockey they play, the better. And when you get deep into the playoffs and you've played your 110th, 120th game of the year. Well, suck it up, man. <laughs> suck it up. It's only six <laughs> players. Diaz is not going to play the rest of the way anyway. Well, that's weird, eh? Yeah. Bench today on the day that he's named to the Swiss national team. I know. Ugh. Yeah, it's bittersweet, it, isn't it? It burns, it burns. And, two, and this is his second healthy scratch in a row. And I know you're the president of the Doug Murray fan club. I am. But do you really think he's a better defense than Diaz? Uh, in certain ways, yes. There, we have too many he's Diaz's. He's tougher. He's tougher. We have too many Diaz's on the team. Really? The, that's I, why I, I only think count that's the Diaz. Only I don't think it's a reflection on how good. It's not like they're Sutters or. or uh... No, but I mean, too many, of, too, too many of the same type of player. Okay. Puck movers. You know, there's too many of that. What what we need is more of a solid, robust guy like Douglas Murray. You know, and I like what he's bringing to the. I know, and you know, this is a whole other thing that I can go on about, and you know that I probably will yeah, at you'll one have point. Time. Don't worry. But uh, you know what? Look at what he does, and stop looking for what he doesn't do. Okay, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Douglas Murray had a hell of a game. Like he's not not, not tonight. Markov, you not mean, tonight. And don't expect him to be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's your sixth, your seventh defenseman. But the issue and comes in when, when Terry uses him in a way that that maybe he shouldn't be. So I don't know if the fans, when they reach out and, and lash out against Murray, it's I, more I, a situational I, issue. I, I, I don't... In my opinion. Yeah, no, and I understand that. But I don't like questioning a, a coach's decisions because I'm not a coach. And it's hard for me. I can see, I can see a mistake in retrospect, as anyone can, but... To, to question a coach's decision, I mean, what is a hockey player there for? To play. Put him out on the ice. See what happens. You have to take a chance. You can't, in retrospect, look look behind and say, well, he shouldn't have been on the ice in the first place. Well, when the hell is he supposed to be on the ice? 
depending on the situation. He was there the last few seconds of the game, Douglas Murray. He was on the ice. And I think Habs fans would be happy with him if he was on the ice and the team's up 4-1 or down 4-1. Right. And and they he didn't even have to do much because uh, Moen and Gianta just killed the end of that game really, really well. So And Gianta had a hell of a game, too. All the Travis Moen haters from a few months back, eh? Right. And he's he's been great this year. Well, great, but he's done his job. He's been Travis Moen. He's been Travis Moen. 514-790-1690-1866-896-2546. This is the Kaufman Show on, uh, that's right, I said it, TSN 690. Let's go to Travis in North Carolina. Howdy, Travis. Hello. How are you? I'm pretty good. Uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. It has been far too long without the Kaufman Show. I appreciate that. It's good to be back. So... When talking about the Olympics, um, yeah. Did, did you see think... the uh, the article that that Dave Zirin uh, tweeted out saying that this Olympics will cost more than every other Winter Olympics put together? Yeah, and uh, it's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> it's and, uh, I don't know if you read the article, but it makes the corruption in Montreal just seem so Mickey Mouse. I did. I've, I've, I've followed the, uh, the political problems in Russia because the, the transition that Russia has in the Soviet Union to the sort of utterly blatant, uh, you almost would call it like corporate uh, mafia state that they have there is a bit bad. It was, it's, it was not well managed. And uh, it, it, we've, we've discussed this before. The Olympics are turning into basically a, a, chamber of commerce, commer- you know, a chamber of commerce brochure that costs $10 billion is uh, – Maybe not good for it. That's exactly but, what it is. And, and if you look at the countries yeah. that are lining up to host Olympic Games right now, it, the days of Atlanta of, and Vancouver are over. Yeah, it's, it's a litany of, of countries that have real problems, particularly with human rights. Yeah. Yes, it is. Exactly. And, and that's something that, but, that we should be examining a little bit deeper, and we're not. Yeah, I agree. And uh, part of the problem is that it's just there is not appetite for it. Because it happens once every every two years, once every four years for these specific seasonal games, and people want to watch them and then forget about them, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. That's a, that's the problem that all the uh, all the athletics athletes and the track and field guys have. Which the guy you had on a, a year ago or so, talking about the the problem that he had with uh, with getting funding. You know, that's it's rampant. Oh yeah, Nicholas Macrosanaris, of course. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's not, absolutely. It's not all doom and gloom though. Continue. Well, you know, Thomas Pogonitz is the captain of the Czech team. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, of course we can we can highlight all of the awesomeness for sure. I mean, and exactly. Yeah. If you don't want to talk about million millionaire athletes, there are plenty of them that are you know that that's have, quite the nod to Thomas, isn't it? It's uh, huge. On a, on a team huge. that Jeremy Jaeger and Peter Nedved are on. Can you believe that Peter Nedved is playing? On, I on, saw that today. I, I almost fell off my chair. Didn't Peter Nedved play for Canada at the Olympics twenty years ago? Yes, he did. In '94, yeah. in the World Championships. With no, it was the Olympics. It was the Olympics. It was the Lillehammer Olympics. With yeah. um, he was already a citizen in '94. That's how Savage. old he is. He played with Brian. Savage on the Olympic team in 94. Strange. Strange. How long has Brian Savage been out of hockey? Oh. A little bit. Even when he was still playing, he was out of hockey. <laughs> just, can play I'm, me I'm and Lapierre for that one. I'm Sorry? happy to maybe see uh, Plecky finally get the, uh, the recognition he deserves, you know, because he's not flashy, but can you imagine this team? Imagine watching the team trying to kill penalties without Thomas McManus? No. No, I can't. That would uh, be Utterly disgraced, utterly disastrous. And, and you know, like Brian Wilde said today, I, I I saw him say that, or I heard him say, I didn't see him say anything. I can't read lips. That uh, Thomas Blakanitz is not a guy who's who's loud in the room. He's not. But if you can pick a guy 
to follow by example. Is there a better guy on the on the Montreal Canadiens? A guy who plays both ways, who's so responsible, who has such great hockey sense, and is always there for his teammates, backing people up, getting been, them out of jams. And has been for years and years yeah. and years. And I tweeted that today. I said I, I walked into the room after I, I was cooking, and I didn't know what the situation was. I saw Thomas Placanitz on a breakaway, so I knew the Canadians were on the penalty kill. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... If they don't, if they don't retain uh, Gianta, you know, I, I don't know if the organization would do it, but I would love to see him on the seat. Really would. I would like to see that too. Um, I kind of want to see it go to PK. A lot of people seem to think that Josh Georges is the next captain of the Montreal Canadiens. So hard to tell. You know, I don't think those... Briere has a chance. <laughs> Just throwing it out, <laughs> poor there. guy. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think Josh Georges honestly is the next captain of the Canadiens. You don't? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think he's held more in higher regard by the media and by the fans more than he is in the locker room. I think it's a different story going really? on in the locker room. Well, there's a reason why Brian Giada is the captain. You know, uh, I think it's a well, different story. Well, he was story. brought here as the captain, too, don't forget. Yeah. And listen, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know, but I just have that feeling that it's just not the same from, from our perspective out in the media and with the fans as it is in the locker room. I think it's a different story going on there. Florida State is on the Auburn 13-yard line. There They're in the red zone. 27 seconds left in the game, and they trail by four. Once again, if we could bring it to you, we Ugh. would, but uh, we don't have the rights for the national championship tonight. Yeah. And Jay's, uh, Jay's old bookie, Vizio, just wouldn't give it to him. <laughs> Vizio. Vizio, <laughs> Vizio right now is pacing around with a revolver to his head. That's what's happening right now. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, and... Out of bounds. I don't know. If I'm Vizio, I'm happy right now because normally people go with the number one team. Right. They go with the favorite. They The public bets with the favorite normally. I don't know what the trend was for this game, but uh, Vizio stands to make a lot of money if Auburn, and Auburn <laughs> will cover this, cover this spread. <laughs> We're going to get sued. Jay, this was a very interesting uh, first half hour of the show. I see that we haven't taken a break. Isn't that right, Jimmy? That's right. Okay, good. Oh, thank you for that Jim. how irresponsible i think we have some strip clubs to promote and restaurants to <laughs> okay well i don't know <laughs> vizio making up our advertising <laughs> welcome back to the kaufman show on tsn 690 Woo! Listening to the Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar, only on TSN 690. Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show. We have a winner. Florida State defeats Auburn, comes back and wins it. Incredible, incredible finish. Sitting outside in the hallway watching the end with Jay and John Kakalakis and 
I was wrong. A very dejected Eric Thomas. Eric Thomas is still here. He's wandering <laughs> the halls of Bell Media. I had, um, I was watching him. I know you had said that he was in the car, and I left it going for the drama, but I kept watching him pace behind the, the window, <laughs> back and forth. I could see his beautiful, new, shiny Toronto Raptors toque yeah. that he's rocking. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk a little Raptors now with our basketball correspondent, who... Uh, very kindly brought us in with that song Kiss Cam from his band Arkells. It's Max Kerman. Hey, Max. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How are you, man? Oh, I'm good. You know, I'm, uh, I just had my, my first Monday night pickup game. Uh, we play in Hamilton with a bunch of uh, musicians. Uh, we play basketball every Monday, so I'm trying to work off the holiday pounds is the game plan. <laughs> when are you going uh, to take on Wynn Butler? Oh, you know, I've heard, you know, he's a big man, so I've heard he's really competitive. Um, I know somebody who's played against him, and he said he's a real fiery player, like uh, someone, I think it, like the pace of our game is quite leisurely, and everybody, <laughs> you know, generally gets along and is nice about calling fouls, and, and no one gets too heated, so I don't know, maybe, maybe I'd prefer to listen to his music, but well, let's if, hope... if he asked me to play, I, I'd, I'd say yes. I bet, <laughs> and let's hope you're, I mean... Can we assume that your game is better than Bieber's? I know he can hit those three, those threes, but yeah, you know he seems Bieber seems to be more flashy than he is. Uh, well, surprise, surprise, <laughs> uh, Max. You know, there's a lot of crummy news coming out of Toronto lately between municipal politics and all the malaise around the Leafs and last year's Blue Jay season. But it's been quite this ray of light with the Raptors right now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's been exciting. It's also been really confusing. Um, I think, <laughs> you know, early on in the season, if the Raptors won a few games and they were, at the, you know, shooting towards the top of the Atlantic Division, people would get really excited, and then they'd lose a few games, and then everybody would be resigned to just tanking. Uh, but the last, you know, 10 games ever since Rudy Gay's been traded, I think everybody is fully on board with, uh, you know, trying to make a real playoff run. Uh, you know, ESPN had uh, their latest algorithm is saying that we're on pace for 50 wins and we have a 99.9% chance of making the playoffs. So I think at this point, given how crumb the East is, um, we have no choice but to try to make the playoffs and, and to make it as a successful season as possible. Barely lost to the Miami Heat the other day, uh, which I think puts them now at 8-3 and three in their last eleven. And uh, yeah. like you said, they trade Rudy Gay. They trade the, the best player on their team, statistically at least. I know that they say the clubhouse chemistry was just terrible. But how does mm -hmm. a team turn – what have they done to turn around like this? Well, I think it's just opening up. You know, it's funny. If you follow the league and you follow the writers especially who, you know, who are really, I think, more statistics-driven than ever before, you know, you, got, you read guys like Bruce Arthur and Eric Kareem who – who follow the Raptors closely, and um, you know it's pretty obvious that Rudy Gay just like you know had a lot, had the ball a lot in his hands and just didn't convert. He just shot a bad percentage, and I think his presence on the floor made it difficult for guys like Kyle Lowry or Terrence Ross or Demar Derozan to really you know show off what they're capable of. And so in Zan Athens, he's gone. Those guys are you know are playing amazingly. You know the East is so short on uh, on guards for the All Star ballot uh, that Kyle Lowry's even been discussed in the last couple of weeks. So it's, so it's been an amazing transformation. And I think for Raptors fans like myself, it's been it's been so weird the last you know at least the last few games when they've been playing Indiana and Miami, where I've just become accustomed to to the numbness of losing and just the assumption that we're going to lose 
where yesterday was the first time I really felt nervous and you know, and I didn't feel like it was a fluke that we were in the game against the Heat. A lot of times in the past we've been you know, up against these great teams and maybe we'll pull off the, the odd upset victory during the regular season, but it always feels kind of fluky to me. But against the Heat last night, I was like, no, no, these, these guys are totally capable of, of really competing against great teams. So at least that's the way it feels in the last 12 games, and it's kind of a nice feeling because it's been a long time. For me, Max, it was the Oklahoma City game. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that was also another amazing game. You know, Indiana a couple of games, uh, was it two games ago? It was, it was amazing. Uh, they're playing Indiana again tomorrow. So, it's you know, it's fun. The guys seem really energized. Like, there's, I think, you know, you, I think, you know, you can apply this to basketball or in life. But so much of opportunity, you know, comes from just, like, being in the right setting and, and having opportunity. And, and, like, there's guys like, Kyle Lowry, who, you know, have shown, you know, high, like flashes of being really brilliant point guards and being able to be confident and hitting big shots and leading a team. And, you know, if you're not in the right setting, I think it's really difficult. And, you know, you see guys constantly excel under coaches like Greg Popovich in San Antonio, who, you know, just get plugged into that system. You have you have the right teammates around you. You have the right you know plays being called, and you can really contribute. And if you don't have that, and, and the system, and the infrastructure of the team isn't established, you know I think it it can be really difficult for for a lot of players. And there's the odd few like LeBron and Kevin Durant who will do well wherever they go. And I think for the for everybody else, it's just a matter of like you know who, who you have chemistry with and who you're matched up with. Got a few minutes left with Max Kerman. You can follow him on Twitter at Arkell's Music. Max, uh, I feel like we'd be remiss to talk about the Raptors and not mention DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, you know, he's... He, DeMar has been such a funny guy to, to watch for the last few years because he doesn't have that... At least, at least in the first few years, hasn't had that charismatic star power that, you know, we, we saw Vince have, you know, in the early 2000s and the late 90s when Vince came into the league. So I think... On a lot of levels, he's been really underwhelming. But slowly but surely, you know, his production, and you can just, like, look at the numbers, has, has gotten better and better, and he's a team player. And, uh, yeah, especially in the last little winning streak here, he's, like, really seemed to grow grow up just in his, like, body language and and the way he asserts himself in games. He, you know, he, he had a real problem with being invisible for a large stretch of the game uh, in the past. And, you know, this series really, you know, become a focal point of the offense. And that's been, you know, I think really helpful for the, the Raptors, especially since Rudy Gay's gone. What's interesting is that he's actually averaging 21 points, 21.1 points on the season. In his last 10 games when the Raptors have gotten excessively hot, he's only averaging 20.3. So his game is obviously a little bit more well-rounded, too, with Gay leaving. Yeah, that, you know, that's what I mean. It doesn't necessarily have to be about scoring. I, right. think, I think he's taking less shots now since... Um, since Rudy Gay left, but just I think just I think for all the guys, and this definitely applies to DeRozan for sure. It's just like just being involved in the offense. I went to see a game uh, against Washington a few weeks ago when Rudy Gay was still with the team, and there, there just like wasn't didn't seem to be any plays being called. Uh, and you know you watch the Raptors' offense in the last few games, and you know the ball's moving, people are cutting to the hoop. Like there really seems to be like a working motion within the offense, and it's pretty amazing. Like, and you know, you watch teams like Miami or San Antonio who move the ball so well, 
Uh, and I think it's because everybody buys into the philosophy that like this is the best way to get the easiest shot. And when you get guys like Rudy Gay or Carmelo Anthony, you know, those kinds of you know shoot shoot first, you know point hungry players, it's I think it really has an effect on the rest of the guys. Finally, Max, you guys have a pretty cool show coming up this weekend, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we are. We're, we're flying out to uh, to Banff. We're uh, we're participating. We're playing a, an Olympic send-off show uh, for the Canadian Olympians who are going to Russia. So it's us and the Sheep Dogs and George Shambolopoulos is hosting. And uh, yeah, it's a really fun little. Here's Jay. Jay Farrar wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what can go wrong there? Banff. Yeah. A Banff Olympic send-off show hosted by George Trombolopoulos. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. I am so jealous. Is this the day yeah. that the uh, the Grey Cup bet gets settled, Max? Actually, you know what? Good thing you reminded me because I have to text Ryan from the Sheepdogs and make sure he brings a, a Rough Riders jersey because I sure as hell don't own one. So, <laughs> and, and if he brings it, I'll wear it. <laughs> Max, have fun at the uh, in Banff this weekend. That should be a blast, and uh, we'll catch up soon. Thanks so much for your time tonight. We appreciate it as always. Yeah, thank, thank you. Happy New Year, guys. You too, buddy. Speak to you soon. There he goes. It's Max Kerman. Follow him online at Arkell's Music. When are the Raptors going to Jimmy, ch- play us some Arkell's Music. Oh, sorry. That's okay. What'd you say? I was going to say, when are the Raptors going to change their name? The Toronto Drakes. The Toronto Drakes? In keeping with recent trends, perhaps the Toronto Flamingos would be the best way to go about it. For uh, for Gilbert Arenas, this is Arkell's Agent Zero on The Kaufman Show. There was a time when I could Dave Kaufman hosts The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman, but also Jay Farrar. The Kaufman Show, only on TSN 690.
Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Dave Kaufman, Jay Farrar. Phone lines are open, 514-790-1690, 1-866-896-2546. My lovely, talented co-host, Mr. Jay Farrar, is on Twitter. He's just, at the Farrar side. I'm at the Kaufman Show. Yes, Jay? Sorry, I'm just unfriending somebody here. Why need to, you need to make that public? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she invited me to play hugs. Oh on yeah, Facebook, done. So done. You're unfriended. I'm I'm betting hugs. I don't even is know who she is. I'm so. betting hugs is spelled with a Z too, right? Uh, no, it's it's spelled <laughs> it's spelled in the proper yeah yeah is yeah. it the proper way? Yeah the okay. yeah the grammar the is kings, correct. The proper kings. Yeah. All right. Unfriend. <laughs> and you're done. Yeah. Jay does not like hugs. No. Let's be I'm, very clear wow. on that. You talk about picking the wrong guy to play hugs with. <laughs> Well, my Teddy Ruxman doll. He's cuddly, but he hates hugs. Hey. You figure that one out. Yeah. So it's the Kaufman Show. We're back after a, a long Christmas break, and uh, nice to be here. Everybody's talking about the list for tomorrow. We're what? We're ten hours away from finding out if PK Subban is the eighth best defenseman in the country <laughs> or the ninth best defenseman in the country. <laughs> but I'm more interested in another list, which comes out on Wednesday. The Hall of Fame class of 2014 is Baseball announced. Hall yes, of Fame. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the one that doesn't let everybody in. Yeah. Yeah, who's very oh, picky. The Hockey Hall of Fame, man. I mean. No, I know. The, it I just, know. It but you got you like... to throw bone sometimes. You got to, you know, what, what are you going to do for Toronto except induct Bore Salming? What are you going to do? You got to do it. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to throw teams a bone. Boreas Alming. Yeah, poor guy. Why poor guy? I don't know. He's a hero in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's true. Why am I feeling sorry for him? He's like the greatest thing that's ever happened. But Matt Naslund isn't in the Hall of Fame. Are you saying if the Canadians were as bad as the Maple Leafs, Matt Naslund would be in the Hall of Fame as the bone thrown towards the Montreal Canadiens? You know, I, Matt Naslund, obviously no longer on the ballot because he stopped playing quite a while ago, but... I mean, Does it work that way? Is there a ballot? And then they'll let anybody and their dog into the Hockey Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. except for Pat Burns. Yes. Which is ridiculous. But the Baseball Hall of Fame won't let in the greatest hitter of all time. Right. Won't let in the greatest pitcher of all time. Won't allow Shoeless Joe Jackson, one of the greatest players of all time. Won't allow Pete Rose. Right. And you know you know what the biggest thing... Ty Cobb beats up a guy without, uh, was it without two arms or without one arm? During a game, goes into the stands and beats up a fan who's missing an arm. Yes, and has dropped more n bombs than than than, like, than uh, Hitler Dr. at Hitler at a KKK rally. Doctor Dre, yeah. I, I would have gone with. <laughs> uh, yeah, and and he's in the Hall of Fame, and this is why, and this is why the, these Hall of Fame discussions uh-huh. I find are so. They're how can I say they're. It, it frustrates me so much because it's not about who should be in and who shouldn't be in. I believe that the Hall of Fame the, should be completely changed, their structure. Are you a museum or are you a hero's hall? Well, there's two wings to the Baseball Hall of Fame. There is right. the museum that documents that Barry Bonds is the greatest player, and then there is the wing with the plaques. Which doesn't recognize him at all. Voted by players. Right. Voted by, by the media. Right. By baseball writers. Right. Let's be very clear right. about that. Right. Not Vin Scully does not have a vote. 
I think they need to change this because this remember that the Hall, Hall of Fame is a falsehood to begin with. It was invented in in 1939 as a 100 year anniversary of a, after of Adler Doubleday <laughs> of a lie supposedly invented it. In the in the Elysian Fields or whatever he did, and and everybody knows that Abner Doubleday didn't even know what baseball was, even though he was a hero at Gettysburg. Later no, he on. was a hero at the no earlier than that, uh, Lexington and Concord, the uh, the American Civil War with the British. Yeah, okay, I think so, that was the deal. So so the Hall of Fame is based on a lie to begin with, and really what it was there, what the it was there for, shot is, heard around the world. Yeah, it's because they were looking for a reason. To put these baseball players on a pedestal, after all, in the nineteen in the early part of the century, baseball was America's pastime. It was the biggest thing going, and they needed to find a place where they can put these guys on a pedestal, Much including like a- Ty Cobb and Cap Anson, who were terrible racists. Sure, you know. Oh, but Jay, it, you're still allowed to be racist in America. Well, look, the- at, look at the Duck Dynasty, idiot. Yeah. Look at well, look at well, I the woman. Look at the woman who ran for vice president two uh, elections ago. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. No, I, and I understand that. But the point is that I'm trying to make is that they they should change the fundamentals of what the Hall of Fame is. Perhaps change it into more of a museum as a as an ode to what has gone before. That is what it is. It is the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. There's still a picture of Richard Nixon up in the White House. What are you saying? Well, I'm saying that if you're you're either you're, well, they didn't annul the Nixon presidency. Well, they see, they're ignoring everything about Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. They're ignoring everything about again, Pete Rose. And again, no, they're not. This is this is an important thing. That no, I, think I know we need the museum. Discuss. You're right. When you're you right. go through the museum, yes. it does not hide anything. It doesn't. The, and the there's a whole wall dedicated to Pete Rose. Actually, yes, yeah. yes there is. Yeah. And and Bonds. I mean, it sucks, but his home run ball is there. And it's the one that the 762, I guess it is, mm-hmm. that um, Mark Echo purchased and put the asterisks on. Remember that? Yeah. So it's there with the asterisks. But it's a, it's a factual uh, piece of baseball history. And, it's just it's such an interesting dynamic. But the though. Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame itself, the curators of the Hall of Fame don't do anything to cover up or to to put their mark. They are there to record history. So it's the wing with the plaques. Then why are you and depending on writers who all have an opinion and who all have grudges? Because it's been to that write way your since, history. It has been that way since the well, start. It's time to change it then. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it is time to change yeah. it. Now, um, in the meantime, the vote comes out on Wednesday. Yes. There's been this awesome there's this, an awesome website called baseballthinkfactory.org. Yes. yes. And uh, on their blog they have been updating constantly, almost on the hour. Hall of Fame ballots that have been released by media members that have either tweeted them out or put them on Facebook or announced them in columns. Mm-hmm. So right now, as of uh, nine o'clock tonight, they've had they've received 146 ballots, which based on last year would be 25.7 percent of the vote. I'll tell you right now, one person is is unanimous. Not a surprise. Greg Maddox. Four people get in according to 25 percent of the vote. Maddox, Glavin, Frank Thomas, Craig Biggio. Mm-hmm. You cool with that? I'm absolutely cool with all four of those. Me too. Yeah. I have no problem with any of them. Uh, and you know what? It's perfect because now the Hall of Famers coming in are at a time that I can connect to. It was at a time that I was watching baseball growing up, and uh, I loved all four of these guys. I didn't love Maddox and Glavin because they were in the same division as the Expos, and they used to give us a hard time, but I have a tremendous respect for both of them. I absolutely loved Greg Maddox. Mm-hmm. 
we can I have- appreciate him more now. I hated him back then. I'll tell you, Maddox goes in unanimously. Will that mean, do you, what do you think that means for Pedro next year? I think Pedro gets in. Unanimously. I think so. That would be, that would be impressive. Yeah. I, but I think he's so well-liked. That's that, true. You know, and that does factor in. It does factor in. And, and, and this is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem that that you have to consider that as criteria for it, how well the guy is liked. Before we go through the list and, and where they've actually ranked here numbers wise, uh, we've got a few minutes before an update. Yeah. Uh, Jay, let me hear yours. Let me hear your 10. My 10? Yep. Okay. Maddox, Glavin, Thomas, Biggio, Reigns, Bonds, Clemens. Piazza, and I have two write-ins. Two write-ins. Two write-ins. Pete Rose and Shoeless Joe. That's right. Good for you. Good for you. Wow. <laughs> I like that, Jay. Thank you. I break uh, all the rules, Dave, even for the Hall of Fame balloting. <laughs> In my world, I'm allowed to do that. I went Maddox, Glavin, Thomas, Bonds, Clemens, Piazza, Bagwell, Reigns, Biggio, and Kurt Schilling. And Schilling was one I debated about, but so did I. I see all of the talk about Jack Morris, and don't get me wrong that that game seven in 1991 was the greatest greatest thing I've ever seen. But if we're going to vote players into the Hall of Fame based on one game, Francisco Cabrera gets in. Fernando Tatis gets in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two Grand Slams in every, one game. <laughs> every guy who's thrown a no hitter a perfect game gets in. Gets in. Yeah. Um, Carl Tuffy Rhodes gets in. Do you remember him? (laughs) Carl Tuffy Rhodes. Yes, I do. Who uh, hit three home runs on opening day for the Chicago Cubs. God knows how many years ago. Oh, by the way. Hard hitting Mark Witten gets in. According to sweet Lou Whitaker. Yeah. Jack Morris is no better than me or Alan Trammell. You know, I read that. (laughs) I read that. And (laughs) that was the best. I I like that. I like that confidence. It's true though. (laughs) Well, maybe not. Yeah, Lou Whitaker was a good player, but I mean, not, no, Jack Morris was a good player, but he's a guy, he, you know, he's kind of like an Emmett Smith. He's a guy who's kind of helped out by another yeah, aspect Yeah, but of Emmett the game. Smith is a Hall of Famer. Right? Yeah, he is, but should he be? Not everybody agrees that Emmett Smith should be in the Hall of Fame. I've never heard that debate I've heard before. that. Really? I've heard that. And that is none of his offensive linemen are in the Hall of Fame. Final word goes to Terry on Twitter, uh, Vlog17. Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame, no question. Oh, uh, who am I God. kidding? Last word. We're going to continue this after the break. Yeah. This is the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Do call us. We want to hear from you. 514-790-1690. we got Jimmy G on the board. Jay's at the Ferrar side. I'm at the Kaufman Show. The Midnight Special. Good song. Thanks, Jay. Let the Midnight Special Listening to the Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman and Jay Farrar, only on TSN 690. It's early in the morning. 
Writing late at night, huh, Jay? Oh, I know. <laughs> Welcome back. It's the Kaufman Show on TSN 690. Dave and Jay. Jay's at the Farrar side on Twitter. F-A-R-R-A-R. I am at the Kaufman Show on Twitter. Spelled like Andy. This music makes me want to walk through the city and rethink my life. It's too cold out. No. You can drive through the city and rethink okay. your life. In the summer, I meant. Oh, okay. Okay. This weather makes me want to rethink my life. <laughs> Tell you what I did this week, Jay. Friday night, I was real cool. You know me. I'm a cool guy. Mm-hmm. All about town. I sat on the couch and watched Gary Carter cue the comeback in the ninth inning, in the tenth inning against the Red Sox. I watched the entire Game 6 from 1986. <laughs> I had, First time ever. I had, I had Jimmy Murphy in the bar. <laughs> And I threw it on just to bother him. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I was, you know what? It's funny. I I saw it on, and um, if I wasn't so comfortable, I would have, I was thinking about calling you and being like, you know, if you throw the game on, I'll come down. But uh, another time, I'm sure we'll have another chance for that. I remember it clearly. I remember watching it live. Yeah, it was just before I was into baseball. It was, I was a kid. I was uh, six. I was 10. There you go, and that's that's the difference that that makes. When I was ten, I watched Jack Morris pitch that game, which is the game that some people think makes him a Hall of Famer. He's not. He's not going to make it either. This is his last no. Of year course, of he's not. It would be odd to see somebody jump from sixty to seventy-five percent. It's too bad about the Rock as well. It doesn't look he's look like he's going to get up there as well. The tough part about it is that Tim Raines is not going to get in this year. If the uh, stats that we were looking at before, and I'll, I'll go through them right now, according to 25.7% of the ballot that has been counted by uh, this website, baseballthinkfactory.org, Mike Piazza is on the cusp. He's at 71.2%. Bagwell, 63. Jack Morris, 59.6. Tim Raines, 58.9%. Last year, Tim Raines was at 52. So anytime that you it's can a see slow that, climb. Upper, it's a yeah. slow climb. Yeah. And, you know, Three guys who were not on the ballot last year are going in this year, which is huge. It's, it's a heavy year. It's, yeah, it's a heavy year. These Jay, are a lot of great players. Jay, this is a heavy year. Next year is going to be a heavy year. The year after is going to be a heavy year. Mm-hmm. Tim Raines will probably not get into the Hall of Fame for a little while. Yeah. How many years does he have left on his eligibility? Eight. Okay. I mean, he could get in. I mean, he could have one of those squeezing in years like Andre Dawson did. You know, he, he kind of squeezed in. He did. Yeah. He absolutely did. Uh, On a slow year. It's just, it's hard because there, there are people who believe that once you put a guy down, you can't not put him down again. Mm-hmm. That, that he's on your ballot, he's on your ballot. And that's being tested right now. And yeah. will be tested for the next X amount of years. Right. So we'll see what happens. I, look, hope, hope springs eternal, right? Right. It does. It does. And, and. 
it just I, I look at this list and if it was up to me, I'd put them all in because I watched them all play and I enjoyed watching them play. And to me, they were in my all star sticker book every year. And, you know, I mean, there's not one guy there who wouldn't be in my own hall of fame but unfortunately that's not how it works no agreed and even like a guy like mike Mussina to me seems like a hall of famer but he doesn't fit on my ballot it, it doesn't but all you can say that at one point even if it was in a game a 10 to 15 game stretch at one point every single one of these guys dominated i'll tell you next year the class of 2015 here are just a few of the names that will be appearing on the ballot for the first time mm-hmm. randy johnson in pedro martinez in John Smoltz. In. Nomar Garcia Para. No. Carlos Delgado. Mm, cusp. Okay, I'm not going to keep going because I don't <laughs> I don't feel like anybody else is worthy of Oh, really? List. Well, uh, Name not, them. not Hall of Famers, no. No? Okay. Uh, I did say Sheffield, right? Cusp. Gary Sheffield. Oh, see, to me, Gary Sheffield's a Hall of Famer, for sure. Well, yeah. Nobody's scarier. Uh, Brian Giles, I don't see. No. Uh, Darren Erstad, I don't see. No. Tom Gordon, Jason Schmidt, Jared Washburn. That's a weak year next year. Cliff Floyd. No, it's not because there are four guys who are first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah. So that replaces the four guys who go in this year. Right. And leaves Tim Raines on the outs again. Poor Timmy. Yeah. He'll get in. Poor Timmy. It's... We got to support him. <laughs> yeah, well, you know we're not going to stop supporting him. I and maybe something like Jonah Carey's book coming out March 12th will be a bump for Tim Raines because everybody's going to read that book. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I I am scared of typing in what the class of 2016 is or the class of 2017. Yeah. We know, we know the class of 2018 has Mariana Rivera in it. Yeah. In? Todd Helton. In. Is he? Yeah. He's cuspy. Really? He's kind of cuspy to me. He's got a <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero type thing to him. He's cuspy. Yeah. I, okay, so Guerrero Hall of Fame or not? Me, yes. Personally, I think he is. But, I mean, he has Andre Dawson-like numbers. And if Andre Dawson's in there and Jim Rice is in there, well, then Vladimir Guerrero should be in there as well. Jimmy G ringing in in my ear, trying to make me sound smart, but I'll give you the credit, Jimmy. Supposedly the only person coming in worth worrying about in 2016 is uh, Junior Griffey. Well, he's in automatic. Mode. Oh my God! Of course he is. Yeah, of course he is. So maybe twenty sixteen. He's, he's not only not oh, only. Oh, and Trevor Hoffman as well. Okay, Trevor Hoffman. Trevor Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Lee Smith didn't get in, right? No, he didn't. He had the most saves of all time. So I don't know if saves, um, but Eckersley's in. There are guys. Who... Yeah, it's such a crappy position, though. Closer. I hate it. I hate that position. I don't know why. I do, I just don't. Uh, I just. It's like a. It's a bogus position to me. I don't know why. Well. It just is. It just gets because, too much credit because because they could be used in the third inning, in the sixth inning, yes. in the seventh inning, yes. and in, in situations that are more important sometimes than the bottom of the ninth. Yes, yes, and yes, <laughs> and yes. <laughs> Let's take a little break on the Kaufman Show, and we're going to uh, come back and speak with Torben Rolfson, our Vancouver comedian. Looking forward to that. What's his problem? I don't know. All right, we'll find. What do you out. mean? What's his problem? I don't know. Oh. What's your problem? I don't know. I haven't had any confrontation with anybody, so I need to pick a fight. I'll love here on the Kaufman show. Come on. (laughs) I love Torben. Come on. I can tell you what Torben's going to talk about. He sent me the topics. Oh, did he? He doesn't send me the punchlines. He just sends me the topics. Well, no. We need to have at least some kind of element of surprise (laughs) to have a genuine reaction. That would be nice. 
we'll, we'll try and surprise our audience. All right. We, we won't throw in any spoilers on Twitter. How's that? You know, sometimes you look at the clock, it's like, really? There's only 17 minutes left in the show. Wow, that really flew by, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, that seems unfair. And we, I mean, we cover in every sport or what? Huh? Let's uh, let's throw out our, our maxim of uh, if you call and book those lines up, we'll keep going. If not, we're off to the bar. Now, Dave Kaufman hosts The Kaufman Show with Dave Kaufman, but also Jay Farrar. The Kaufman Show, only on TSN 690. spoken in the Sam Roberts band on the Kaufman show Dave Kaufman Jay Farrar the screen went pink again Jay I just want to say it I want it out there so that I can I can send an email in the morning saying check the logger at 1246 a.m. the screen went pink all caps you, you want to make sure that it's it is it, on the public record my yeah, friend it is on record it has been recorded it it went pink by its I'm going to try and fix it Okay. Because I'm a genius. All right. Well, I mean, I'm not... I have no idea what's happening. And I'm not complaining, okay? My, my screen has a pinkish hue. We're and, just and saying... none of you care. Yeah. And none of you care. None of you care, but there's a couple of guys in the morning that might care. Well, I don't know about that. And we saying, apologize ahead of time. None of you care. Yeah. So why am I... It's like talking about my fantasy league. Who cares what my screen is doing and who yeah. cares how bad my fantasy No, we is? don't care. So let's move on. Let's bring care. in our Vancouver-based comedian who joins us every Monday night on The Kaufman Show. And uh, we can now wish Torben a happy new year like he sent to us via Facebook. Hey, Torben. Hey, 
Happy New Year, guys. How's it going? Oh, he beat us to it again, that son of a... How you doing, Torben? <laughs> I'm doing great. Good, man. Well, good to hear your voice. Good to have you back on the Happy show. Happy Easter, Torben. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's good. it's good. I'm glad you guys got the show back going on. Yeah, looking forward to uh, yeah. to having you make us laugh. No pressure. <laughs> did you get to watch any of the uh, the college bowl season's finally over did you see any of that tonight yeah what a game fantastic game uh, now the uh auburn and florida state fans uh, heading into la for dinner and partying it'll be like the beverly hillbillies <laughs> hey I ma <laughs> i od'd as usual on all the games over the holidays and i was thinking actually shouldn't the losing coach have gatorade dumped on him i've never thought about it that way yeah or something else <laughs> yeah, so many flea bag games. Best part of the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque was in the morning the tournament of meth parade. Oh God, <laughs> so many terrible teeth. <laughs> All the floats are made out of rubber tubing. <laughs> Disappointment at the World Juniors. Luckily, before the tourney, I bought stock in Canadian drawing board companies. Smart, <laughs> very smart. <laughs> uh, I really like the NHL's Winter Classic, which was a Ron Burgundy free event. <laughs> One of the few near the end of the year. <laughs> the curling was just a little much, wasn't it? Yeah. For a few minutes there in the third period, it looked like Rogers had jumped the gun at taking over hockey broadcasts from the CBC. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it was like a Heidi moment briefly. Yeah. So, you know, 50 million years ago, the site Michigan Stadium is on was part of a large underground cave. Hopefully on March 2nd, BC Place can get its roof open faster than that. Wow. <laughs> and you might have a hockey problem if you PVR'd Spangler Cup games Canada wasn't in. Agreed. It's the world's most confusing hockey tournament. It's where entire nations play against teams representing steel mills from Central European towns. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is weird. Yeah, but it we, is a weird but thing. But we can get behind anything, man. Yeah. <laughs> the Canucks' Jason Garrison, uh, he's had some tough late-game plays recently. Probably the final nail in the coffin for his bid to make Kazakhstan's Olympic roster. <laughs> and Hockey Canada finalized its women's roster for Sochi. In the wake of recent games versus the U.S., they've added Sarah Kaufman and Alexis Davis. Nice. <laughs> Come on, Jay, you're supposed to laugh at the MMA jokes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The second most amazing thing about that Buffalo OT winning goal that lodged in Mike Smith's pants was that it didn't happen to Roberto Luongo. <laughs> Dennis Rodman's basketball game tomorrow uh, featuring ex-NBAers versus a top North Korean team for Kim Jong-un's birthday will be decided when one team says uncle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, Darwin. And boy, the Dallas Cowboys, they had a bad holiday they even signed John Kitna as an emergency backup, pulling him out of a live nativity scene where he was playing Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Noah isn't in the nativity. I just wanted to convey even, that. Yeah. Even this simple Jew got For that joke. Yeah. Kitna is old and barely keeping his head above water. <laughs> Jerry Jones says the Cowboys won't use a high 2014 draft pick on a QB. If they were smart, they'd trade a pick for a GM. Wow. <laughs> I'd like to see that happen. Yeah. We had a great example of the media tailoring stories. First, we got a week of hearing about how frigid and inhospitable conditions at Candlestick Park could be. Then suddenly the 49ers were the team from sunny, tropical California yeah. heading into Lambeau Field. <laughs> That's right. Which is it, guys? Sunny, tropical Northern California. Yeah. Ahead of the Super Bowl, New Jersey is trying to curb sex trafficking. Are they crazy? The Super Bowl is like 
the Super Bowl of sex trafficking. <laughs> Everybody's going off to the Battle of Bing. It's the biggest event for the region's escort since the Army-Navy game. <laughs> a couple quick year-end movie notes. Uh, the Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey, topped the list of 2013's most pirated movies. Least pirated, Medea goes surfing. <laughs> okay. And finally, Scott Boris is helping package the new Gilligan's Island movie. He wants $20 million for the role of the professor. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Torben. <laughs> Welcome back, man. Oh, he's man. good. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Medea goes surfing. Oh, man. That was mean. <laughs> to who? Medea. Medea is mean to anybody who has to watch that. <laughs> Come on. Torben, anything going on this week? Uh, Nope, just relaxing and trying <laughs> Trying to get some work done. The life of a comic, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Torben Rolfson. Follow him on Twitter at VanGuy. He makes me laugh. He makes you laugh. And will join us next Monday, and he'll make us laugh again. Hello. I mean, goodbye, and thank Good you, Torben. Thanks, guys. When's the last? Has that ever happened before? I've ever ended the segment by saying hello? Uh, no, I think that's a first. <laughs> that's a first. That's it. We're done. You've had We're some. Done. You've had some confused moments, Dave. But I'm not sure you've ever end, uh, ever done that before. Oh, it it makes me. Um, a little scared for the next 10 minutes that lie ahead, but... Uh. <laughs> yes, yeah, <so> you! <laughs> I'm the one going to be sitting here thinking you're having a seizure of some kind. I don't smell toast. 514-790-1690-1866-896-2546. few minutes left in the Kaufman Show. Jay, how do we want to end it tonight? Um, definitely not by saying hello, that's for no, sure. No, 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 uh, we're done with that, don't worry. Okay. That, that was just a little, that was a, a blip, okay? Okay. Let's not make a big deal out of it. What do you want to end it with? I want to talk about the Olympics. Then let's talk about the Olympics. We are a month Why away. Why even ask me what I want to end it with when you already had, knew what you were going to end it with? No, no, because if you had something else that, that maybe made me go, hey, that guy's good. There's a reason <laughs> no, he's that, my co-host. That, when would that ever happen? That could never happen. <laughs> on, on a night where I end a conversation by saying hello. It might. The you, odds are good. You'll need me to step up. Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> so, no, I want to talk about the Olympics just to close off. Okay. And... and Look, I think Subban's going to be named to the team. I don't yes. think that's going to be let's hope so the big issue. I think, I think tomorrow should be a very interesting day on social media. I think if you can get yourself near a TV, near TSN or near TSN radio at ten thirty, I would do so. Now, do you know what kind of um, spectacle? Yeah, it's, a, we, it's we, we're we're to expect. It's at a rink in um, in Rob Ford's town of Etobicoke. Okay, is that where Francois Gagnon was reporting from today? Oh, maybe I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I didn't see him on TV. Okay, I know. Um, I know he's in Toronto, and it would make sense that he'd be there for that. Yes, he was tweeting looking for a good sports bar. <laughs> no, and he was Ma- looking for somewhere to watch the Habs game. Yeah, and then and I saw Mike Boone tweet him to go to Kilgore's yeah. on Bloor, which is the spot. My response was good luck. Is That's- there such thing as a Leafs bar in this town? Could you imagine? No, it would have it. to be. It would have to be in Upper Westmount. And you know what's funny? You, there, there are Habs bars in New York, in L.A., yep, everywhere, all Actually, over the North Habs, America. The Habs bar in New York closed. It did, third and long, unfortunately. But I'm sure they'll find another way. I'm sure Curtis will. Yeah, they've been watching at Foley's. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There's always a way. But you don't hear about many Leafs bars, especially not in Montreal. No. 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 And there are others. There's a lot of football clubs that have their own bars, which shows some. I mean, I'm talking about soccer, of course. 
Premier League and, and so on, but you'll never see, you'll never find a Leafs bar in Montreal. No, not... could you imagine the, the the stones on somebody opening up a Leafs bar? Yeah, the Queen yeah. Elizabeth. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of cafes in Saint Leonard which will breathe a sigh of relief that they're off the radar. <laughs> oh my goodness! Okay, we need to come up for next week. We need to come up with the perfect name for a Leafs bar in Montreal. Uh, uh, not. Uh, you have a week. Bring a hose. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking Felix Potvans. The Felix Potvans. That's the only one that'll go over. <laughs> that's the only one. Maybe Dougie Gilmore might go over well. Famous have Dougie Gilmore. That was my favorite tweet of the alumni game. What is what is renowned have Doug Gilmore doing in a Leafs uniform? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay, I don't want to end it, but I think it's time to play some Plaskett. Okay. Call it a night. All right. Well, hello, Dave. Hello, Jay. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go grab a beer? <laughs> uh, maybe not tonight. I got to get up early. Right, because you need to know if PK is going to make the team. I need not. to know whether I'm going to be <laughs> steaming with anger all day or a Switzerland fan. Or so if gonna, I'm going to be happy and the universe will be as it is. Why, why Switzerland? So Jay has said. No, I just it, made that up. No. no, you know what? You know who I'm going to go for? Uh, Slovenia. Okay, I'm gonna, and I'm going to go for Slovakia. Okay. I'll go for Slovenia. You and Enzi Kopitar. Nice. At Tallboy25 on Twitter. Uh-huh. Leafs Bar. We'll call it 67 and counting. Beauty. Thanks, Tallboy. Thanks, Hello. Greg. Hello, everybody. Yeah. There's a reason that I love this town. I saw you back in the early days. We all understand why you moved away. We'll hold a grudge anyway. I shot the shit with miniature Tim If he needs a tune, then I'll write one for him We like the same books and we like the same sounds There's a reason that I love this town I played a show in Kelowna last year Said pick it up, Joel We're dying in here Picture one hand clapping Then picture half that sound There's a reason that I hate that town If you saw my band In the early days Then you Down in our suit, some French restaurant. I saw Riviere de Lune last night at the tour. We burnt the place to the ground. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. There's a reason that I love this town. 
listening to The Kaufman Show on TSN 690. For Jay Farrar, I'm Dave Kaufman. We'll see you next Monday night. I don't know. What'd that sound like?